Boys, we got another episode of the Full Send Podcast. It's absolutely crushing it. We had to go straight to the man, Jordan Belfort. Uh, Bob, you want to bring up the charges? The best. I mean, by the way, the best. I was going to be, yeah, I'm leading off the charges, by the way. We got to go with your story. Your, your story is fucking incredible. And for anybody that doesn't know it, and also, by the way, my favorite movie of all time, Wolf of Wall Street. We've talked about it before. Yeah, you best. Best movies of all time. It's a great movie, right? I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio playing you in a fucking movie. Beast that Dan DeVito playing you in a fucking movie, right? Was if De- Leo, Dane, DeVito, I choose Leo, right? Was DeVito up for the role? I don't think so, buddy. It was Brad Pitt versus Leo. Really? Was, was Brad Pitt actually, like, was he in consideration for it? Well, I was my choice. I, it was a, oh, really? It was, yeah, it was a bidding war between the two of them, and I chose Leo. Wow. Yeah. All right, hold on. I'm, I'm pulling up here. I got to do my I got to do my thing. All right, so Jordan Belfort, an American author, motivational speaker, former stockbroker, and convicted felon? Convicted felon. Yeah, I haven't heard that one in a long time, but yeah, I guess I'm a convicted felon. I wear that as a badge of honor. By the way, I'm not busting your balls. You know you're one of my best buddies. I'm just reading what's on the internet. Pled guilty to fraud-related crimes in connection with stock market manipulation, running a boiler room as part of a penny stock scam. 22 months in prison as part of an agreement under which he gave testimony against numerous partners, fraud scheme, blah, 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 blah. Okay. All right. That's a lot of shit. That's a lot of that's. Dude, let's stop. Let's do a reset. I don't want to stop. 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 Okay. stop. Let's okay. stop that. Right. Let's go. You want me to start this again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want. That's not a podcast I'm interested in doing, guys. Right, I got, no, right. no, no, no. You know me. We did this same. No, way no, 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 no. I'm past this. You, I don't want. That's not the way to start. All right, this cool. Podcast. Let's, let's start the podcast in a normal way. That's just right. honestly, it's stupid. You no one gives it back. No, no, but it's just stupid and it's just stupid and boring. Okay, okay. Come on, let's go. That was totally Bob's idea. No, no, no. It's fucking You know, obviously, I would. I mean, you were a legend. I don't give a shit. Stupid! I, I got it. I, I got care. it. Okay, no one fucking cares. All right, all right, all right. I, I said, you. I said, Jordan's done so many interviews about the same shit. <laughs> like what? Listen, it's and like, I was like let's talk about some relevant shit. Say let's, like, <laughs> Jordan, you know how many people bring up Buffalo Wild Wings to me over what? and over again? Buffalo Wild. This might be your last one, man. I lost. I mean, I might have lost. You the, just pissed the off Jordan. Nah, no, Jordan. I'm not pissed off. It's just, it's just stupid. Like, listen, here's the thing, right? I've been. Let me see. That was thirty. Oh, holy shit! Thirty-three years ago, right? And what happens is, is that over the years, when occasionally you find, like, you're my friends, we just bust each other's balls, right? But every once in a while, you find some stupid journalist that will go back to 33 years ago. No one gives a fuck about that, right? Yeah, yeah. So I just say, if you want to, like, start that way, it's just like a weird way to start. I don't really give a shit. What was 30 years ago? That's when this actually, see, people don't realize because the movie came out in 2013, but the stuff that you saw, it happened 30 years ago. Wow. More than thirty years ago, I look pretty good for my age, right? Hundred percent, yeah. It's cool. it's like I. It's like what happens is if you take a certain amount of drugs, large quantities in the right combination, it petrifies you. you. Don't age. You freeze your body, and you you end up not aging like a normal person. So it's so. not about taking a lot of drugs. It's about like proportionally <laughs> it's balance. Spacing them out. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's probably good genetics. No, now here's the thing. I didn't take a lot of alcohol. I didn't drink a lot. So alcohol is what I think ages people more than anything. So I got pretty fortunate and. uh I don't know. You know, honestly, I don't know why. I know I look young for my age, right? In my late 50s, uh, you right? You always have your shirt off in every uh, social media post, which I love. Me and Bounce <laughs> Back, but we're like, we got fucking, uh, he's got his shirt off again. So listen, about about that, that Matthew McConaughey moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right? No, so once in a while, like, you know, I work out a lot, you know? You know, like you, Bob, not. I, okay. I don't, out. I never work out. I can't. I can't get in the gym. I can't fucking well, do What's it. your gym schedule like? Oh, I'm. you wouldn't believe it if I told you. I work out for 15 minutes and that's it. Really? I do this like 15 minutes 
four days a week. I am in and I am out. For me, it's muscle memory. I've been working out since I'm a really, really young guy. And I started at 15 years old and I worked out every day for like... 30 like literally like six days a week so you just get in like super high intensity and that's it not even pal i just barely (laughs) like okay so we're gonna play golf after this right i have an artificial shoulder Mm -hmm. metal ball plastic socket four surgeries here reconstructed the rods and screws in my back i mean i've i've been through it you know i'm saying i was a wrestler in college i played tennis i've always you know so my body's still so i gotta go 15 minutes lightweight all right, and I just maintained. So, what's your well, more importantly, what's your handicap? Because you've got a big game too, as well. What's your? No, nah, I'm not that good. You're not that good. I just started playing again. So, my handicap is I can shoot anywhere between eighty and a hundred. Are you a gambler? What? Are you a gambler? Gambler when it makes sense. I'm a gambler when the, the and the odds are stacked in like my when favor. When it comes to golf, <laughs> not really. But I'll, I'll pull we'll a play a little we'll play up some fun. Like I'll, I'll, you know, listen. I always love to gamble. But the thing is, I used to gamble like a fucking madman. Mm-hmm. And a couple of my friends just got destroyed gambling, like lost millions. And I have one friend that lost like $45 million gambling, blew out his life. So I I got to the point gambling where I was, you know, I was making so much money that it's like I couldn't win enough that it would ever move my needle. And when I lost half a million dollars, I'd be fucking pissed. Like, what the fuck is... So, you, so right, so what's the point of gambling when you're like, you know, you, there's no upside, right? And it was almost, and then combine that when I was, you know, high on coke. Ugh, so when you're losing, you, and you, you gamble, right? Yeah. Yes. You know that, I don't know if you ever gamble when you're high on below. Oh, never. It's the, right? It's the never. fucking worst. It's like, it's just like it's a terrible downward spiral at you, right? It's like, and it's awful. I, and I remember as a kid, like I, I did drugs as a kid, right? I remember the worst experience I ever had was, um, I was like 19 years old or 18 years old. And a friend convinced me to go to AC, Atlantic City, right? We had some old piece of, piece of shit car we drove down there, right? And I was making money because I worked on the beach, but I was like kid money, right? I was making you know, some decent money. And I think I brought $1,000, like my life fucking savings down there to the beach, to, to AC. And I lost everything and we were doing blow. Mm-hmm. And I remember like driving back home in the car we couldn't even pay for the fucking poles we had to like run the toll booths it was like just the yeah. worst feeling it's not good ever. but i only asked you because one of the most uh the memorable things that we talked about before is the question when i asked you what is the most you ever paid for a hooker? yeah with or without casino chips of with course or without, right? so that's why i referenced well, again let's, let's include let's include the chips five thousand maybe twenty five thousand. i forgot already but the point is like that, that it's the reason I answered that that way is because like you know the chips aren't real. It's yeah, like, yeah. Right. It's like you know, I wouldn't just hand it's five thousand to a hooker, right? But if it's casino chips, you're like, Fuck hey, there's a gray. You know, you go have a nice day, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I don't do. I don't listen. Listen, I, I, I just find gambling like that. Like I have a friend, a good friend of mine, who just he just hit, was on a big roll. He's won about four or five million dollars in the last month playing blackjack. And he keeps telling me, oh, I want a million bucks. I want 500. He's sending me the fucking stacks of money and the checks. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I, I seen this fucking movie before. It always ends in one way with de- despair at the end. It's very hard to beat the house. It's so, it's exactly. There's a reason why they're business. Poker Fox is movies. a different story. I think poker is different. Like, you know, if you're playing, playing poker mm-hmm. with skill, then you can play. It's not gambling so much. It's different. But, Beating the house with blackjack or craps is fucking hard. But you got to have, then you got to have some pretty fucking savage gambling stories. You have any good gambling stories? Like a big, big night, big loss? 
you know, yeah, a lot of savage gambling stories. I mean, I think the biggest loss I took was a million two, and that's which is not that much for me back then because I made a bunch of money. Here's, I'll tell you, this is the funniest gambling stories that I, I went on this winning. I went. This is an amazing story, by the way. So I learned to play craps, right? I was in Puerto Rico, and it was the El San Juan Hotel in 1986, right before I started Stratton, okay? And I had a little bit of money for being a stockbroker, and I was playing craps, and I thought I knew what I was doing, playing a few bets here and there, right? A little blackjack, and there's some guy in the casino, was like a real sharp-looking guy, you know? His name was Joey Fahoom, right? We just met this guy, and I had a very hot first wife. He's like, like my wife. So we started talking. He's like, dude, let me show you how to play craps. I'm going to show you. I'm an expert at craps, right? How do I give me $300, right? He goes, give me your money. I give him the $300. He takes the money, throws down, bam, loses the money in two seconds. I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, give me another hundred. I said, give me, I take the hundred, give him a hundred dollars. And I couldn't afford to lose the money back then, right? Give him a hundred. He's like, bam, gone in two fucking seconds. I'm like, he goes, just give me, give me, give me 50 more dollars. Give him 50 more dollars. Loses the money. Bam. Fuck. I was like, follow me. Like, all right. I start following the guy out of the casino. We walk out of the casino across the street to the next casino. I think it was the Sands, right? He goes, all right. How much money have left? I said, I got like 40 bucks. He goes, give me a 40 bucks. And I watched this guy in 30 minutes turn 40 bucks into $12,000. With uh, with craps? Craps. 40, wow. 40 bucks into, his name was Joey Fahoom. Turned out he was like the junket guy. He was well known. He was a professional dice player. Mm-hmm. And he taught me how to play. I was so fucking blown away by how this guy played craps and he showed me every single bet how to press up and i became a craps player and i started going on a winning streak that then i started stratton like i was just starting stratton and i started playing more and getting bigger and bigger and i went in this like two-year winning streak where i won every single time i played every time sometimes i go down but i always come back up and just press the whole idea was you get the table all loaded up and then you just fucking just roll yeah you guys play craps at all a little bit not too much mostly blackjack but. okay so i had the whole table loaded up right and then you just take money off the table i had some really big wins right kicked ass for like about a year or two straight never lost i'm in some i'm on vacation in saint martin and i walk in some little shit ass casino with the limits like 50 bucks or something, right? And I was betting like 5,000 a fucking roll on each number, right? It was $50 limits, right? And I lost like $100. And I never won again. Mm-hmm. It broke my streak. Like this little shit casino. I think it was called Casino Royale in St. Martin in on the border of the French and and um and the Dutch side. Right? Casino Royale. And the fuckers took my $50, whatever, $100, and it broke my streak. And that and then I, I kept losing and losing and losing for like a fucking years. Era. I just kept couldn't fucking get it together again. I finally got so far. I'm like, fuck this. I'm done. I lost about a million couple million dollars back and ended up a net winner. I'd see a little, like, I'm not trying to move. I'd see a little change Jordan Belfort here. I mean, you're a little, it seemed a little more conservative, a little bit more. Are you like, are you afraid of being canceled at all during this, like, Cancel me? Fuck your fuck about being canceled. Oh, no, I mean, I asked you the question at the beginning. That's why I, I you don't give a fuck about anything. No, the reason that that is just like this, it bores me that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, that don't because at this point the story bores me. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. it just does. It's like not funny. It's just like I enjoy making people laugh and also making people money and fucking teaching people how to it make must money. Get repetitive too. Like it's what's that? Same. I said you've done a lot of interviews. It must be like the same story. It doesn't really over come. Over, right? it, it doesn't really come out much, but it's all there. I mean, I'm the I fucking talk about it. You know, what I'm saying I'm proud of. So I'm listen. Right. I 
I believe that America is like the greatest country in the world. It's the country of second chances. I'm fortunate, right? You know, I got a second chance and I made something really special of that. I took what was a fucking crime, right? And by the way, I didn't do anything that they didn't do 10 times worse than all the big firms on Wall Street, right? That doesn't make what I did right. It was still wrong, right? But, you know, people know now that Wall Street's a fucked up place. Ironically, what I did go to jail for... What I really went to jail for was smuggling money to Switzerland, but I then pled guilty to the stock market manipulation, and that's now legal. Like, every single crypto deal is now yeah. exactly... I went to jail for all you guys do every fucking day <laughs> yeah. and became legal somehow, okay? I'm not saying I don't know what you guys are doing, but... So, like, is that like <laughs> like how crypto's not like... Because that's what we're wondering, too, is like, when's that going to get regulated? When it's like... Because I could post right now and be like... I just bought this. Yeah. Like, well, you, you think that? you can, you but you, you think you can. But that's going to be like. You will tell that to the judge when he's sentencing you. Right. Like, you know, here's the point. I mean, you but people think. are doing that all the time now. Let me all explain. these influencers, right? They get, there's going to be some serious fucking hell to pay for that. Right. The, 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 if they think there's some people out there, here's the way it works the wheels of justice grind slowly, but they grind forward. They do, right? If you're an influencer and you went out there and you promoted a shit coin and you were selling while everyone else was buying, you're probably not going to go to jail if you did it once. But if you're making it your mission that every month it's a new promotion, you are going to jail. These, they don't realize it. The, 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 the paper trail does not go away. And they don't, and the statute of limitations is probably five years. But there's also something called continued frauds, which means if you keep doing the same thing, they can roll everything back to the last transaction that you did. So if you're still trading crypto and you manipulated or sold and, and did some fraud back eight years ago, they can, there's no statute of limitations. So what happens is, I think what people don't understand is that there's no SEC right now regulating it. But that's a bad thing for people. You know why? Because the SEC is a civil authority. They don't throw people in jail. If there's no SEC, that leaves only the U.S. attorney. They're the ones that will get involved. And when they get involved, you go to jail, right? So people are being lulled into a false sense of confidence saying, oh, it's not regulated. Fraud is fraud. Fraud is never legal. You can't be telling people to buy shit while you're selling it. And we got we got so many offers to do I, all me too. shit, to shit coins. Did you, like, did, I just yeah. didn't get the concept behind it because it's like, None of these coins are actually going to be accepted. Well, what they're Maybe doing is they're just, they're just, they're just, just separating. No, it's literally it's like separating yeah, you're just pumping and dumping and screwing exactly. up your fans. Exactly. It's a complete fucking scam, yeah, all right? Complete this, scam. And they're, pull, they're fucking their fans, which is why I never did it ever once. I'm in crypto. Yeah. I, but I'm in, I, I own companies, but they're in, I'm in like the pipes and nuts and bolts of it, like the, the services that are surround coins. Right. I would never, ever promote a fucking coin other than, listen, I'm long Bitcoin. And Damn. I believe it's going high, but maybe it's going to fucking zero. Who knows where they're going, right? When I see shit like you know, like the Doge Army, and I have some friends that are good people that got they didn't understand what they were doing. I think and they're promoting Doge, but one of them I know really well. She didn't fucking sell it, like, and you know, so she was like that. She's never gonna get in trouble. She actually fucking held it back that all the way, but many people did sell it. Of course, because they they blew it on the way, and and, and what they say the funniest thing is saying. This is not financial advice. Or really tell that to the jury. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, it's, like, it's like fucking bullshit, right? So, yeah, so I'm, pretty, I'm glad to hear that you, that you were smart enough not to. There's some people out there that are really major influencers that are just like raping and pillaging the village. And I think it's only a matter of time before they just make an example. Oh, 100%. Of no, it's it's like, they're it's just going to, because it's getting too crazy and too big that they're going to pick a couple people who are like, exactly. we're going to make an example Correct. out of you. It's and, a certainty. They'll pick the biggest ones. They'll pick yeah. the ones that are most well known. And, and, and they're going to drop the and, hammer. And, 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 
boom. We at least expected they're going to drop the hammer and, and those people are going to lose everything and it's fucked up. Because I, I, I think that they don't realize that just because the SEC is not regulating it, it doesn't mean you can commit fraud. Right. You get it? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. The SEC is, is a civil, you wish the SEC was involved. The sooner the SEC gets involved in this, the better. You know why? It's great for Bitcoin. Because the real stuff will go higher. The more, every time, and listen, I've been around the markets for many, many years. There's always been this thing, what's the latest thing? Back in the, in the 80s and 90s, it was junk bonds. Right. And, and when Milken invented junk bonds and it was a dark market like crypto and a lot of shit happened and everyone's like, oh, no, they're regulating junk bonds. And guess what happened when they regulated junk bonds? They fucking soared like they get better, not worse, because bigger money will flow in. Institutional money comes in. Right. So I think the sooner that crypto is regulated, the better. I, I really believe that. And I think that these shit coins are a fucking blight because what they do is they scare away they, they, the legitimate investors. And they also put this negative cloud over crypto, you know? Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm glad you guys are on board with that because it's pretty fucked up. Was You're a, fucking your fans over. Like that's what people will do. There was a full send token that someone made and it was like blowing up. And we were like, it, we were still new to the space too. So we were kind of like investigating it. Like we're interested, like, oh, someone made a full send token and, you know, people replicate full send all the time. And like, it takes sometimes three months to like do a season desist and get the shit taken down. Yeah. So we investigated it. All time too. It was some guy, some guys in like Norway or some shit. So we My went guys to find did, a lawyer. I like, had a wolf one out of, out of not Norway, of, uh, it was a wolf of Wall Street coin. I swear to God, a wolf of Wall Street fucking coin out of, uh, I think Germany or something. They called me and asked me to get behind it. I'm like, are yeah. you guys fucking <laughs> that shit fucking crazy? They offered us like, yeah, like 1.5 trillion tokens. And it had like a $30 million market cap already. Like it was blowing just, up. And we're like, we're just not going to do that because it's just right. like, and it's our whole thing's You guys are, on, a, you like guys are on an amazing trajectory. Okay. Yeah. You guys are doing great shit. Like, you know, like what you do like that. Like that's building a fucking business. That's yeah. how you make money the right way. Right. Okay. Have I you, love that have stuff. You, uh, you're, you don't drink anymore though, do you? I do. Of course I fucking drink. Have you tried one? I'll try one right now. Grab a, hopefully it'll slow down my golf swing a bit and make me play better. for you there? Dude. I think what you guys do, when you call me to go on this podcast, I was like, fucking hey, I love the Nux. You guys are great, great stuff. And Bob, you know I'm a fan of yours. Well, we, uh, but a lot we, of guys, I'm really, I, I think it's fucked up what's happening with all some of the people using their brands for very different, like they're just like a cash, it's unbelievable, like the cash grab going on. I've been really careful because, you know, kids, especially, they, they would, if I went out and did something like that, they buy it. Yeah. It's becoming too unregulated. It really is this point where it's just like it's the Wild West. Everybody's doing whatever the fuck they want to do. And it's just this they're like I like you said, dude. There's just a moment of time before they make an example out of everybody and it's not gonna be pretty And who's breaking out the lines? No, I'm just fucking yeah. Boys, this episode is sponsored by Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is an all-in-one e-commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. If you're inspired to start a new business venture this year, you guys gotta try Shopify. Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run, and grow your in-person or e-commerce business without the struggle. Shopify is the global e-commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. So whether you're offering custom stickers from Shopify's in-person POS system or selling sunglasses on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you are in good hands. By now it's clear, you boys know that I love Shopify. We've used Shopify's e-commerce platform from the very beginning to sell full send and happy that gear hosted on our website. My favorite thing about Shopify is no matter how big you wanna grow, it gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. 
Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. They're truly a global force powering millions of entrepreneurs of every size across over 170 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. So boys, if you're thinking of starting a business, doing anything, get something going, you can go to shopify.com slash full send and sign up for a $1 per month trial, period. So all lowercase, go to shopify.com slash full send and take your business to the next level today. Well, by the way, too, I mean, I didn't know, can we can we jump back in the debate that we just had in the uh, living room about one of my favorite topics with you, which is Quaaludes? What about them? You got to take us through the stage of Quaaludes, if you don't mind. I know you get repetitive over and over. No, no, again. no, a lot of stuff. No, no, you missed because you just thought it was boring. But yeah, you're talking about because I boring. am, like I said, I, I'm a, I'm prescribed to Adderall, and Adderall for me gets me kind of like you know. Uh, I think it's I, I have a better drug than Adderall. I take you do modifinol. Okay, what's you that? Mean, no, Provigil. No. To me, Provigil is the greatest drug in the world. So I've tried Adderall, and I just don't like. I don't know. It just doesn't. I, how do I explain? I, I get I feel hot sometimes during the day. My armpits sweat a little bit, and you get used to it. But I, I don't like. I like it the first few days, and then you lose the punch. Modifinil is a completely different type of drug. It's a smart drug. It wakes you up, but it doesn't make you the least bit jittery. You don't ever have to increase the dosage because it's you don't habituate on it. Like it's not. It's a different pathway, right? So. Um, and that's a good segue to quaaludes, by the way, because like quaaludes, you do habituate on the problem with quaaludes is that you got need more and more to get the same effect. Quaaludes were a drug in the 80s, right? That you can't get any access to anymore. No, no. That's interesting you said. No, it's actually, believe it, the 70s. 70s. The 70s, before my time. I'm not that old, right? But they were the remnants of the greatness of Quaaludes were around in the 80s as people were trying to find them before they were like completely soaked up by these. See, here's what happened. In 1956, some Indian dots, not feathers, right, stumbled upon this magic formula for a, a substance called methaqualum. It's in India, right? And they found this drug was a, a drug called a hypnotic and it made you sleep. And doctors, mostly psychiatrists, would prescribe it to their elderly patients because it would give you, you know, one pill, 300 milligrams, restful night's sleep to a grandma or grandpa. It didn't take long for people to realize if you just fought the sleep-inducing effects for the first five minutes, you got this incredibly kick-ass euphoric high that was like just off the charts, amazing. It started with phase one, which was the tingle phase, right? That's your first phase of a quaalude high, right? And you get this tingling in your fingertips, and it's like, it's fucking like, honestly, it's like getting like a finger a, your whole body gets a blowjob at the fucking <laughs> same time. It's a fucking head-to-toe blowjob. It's un-fucking-believable, right? That's phase one. Great phase. The promise doesn't last long. It's like 15 minutes. The mo- maybe 10, 15. That transitions into what's called the slur phase. The slur phase, when you start talking, like, I love you, you start to round out your vowels. A little bit of slur happens, but you're like, fuck it. Like you, first of all, you think you sound perfect. And you say, well, even if I am slurring, like, you know, baby slur, I slur, it's fucking, I've had a baby, I'm a little daughter channel. I'm like, she slurs with fucking kindred spirits, it's fine to slur as well. And that would last for about an hour. And you also got the, like, I love yous. The I love yous in combined with phonitis 
You want now this is back before cell phones. So you had like landlines. You wanted to fucking call everybody you know. I love you. Bob, I fucking love you. <laughs> no, I think the fucking guy's the fucking best. I fucking love, love you, right? That was your fucking second high. Right? So what my ex-wife would do, right? She's like three ex-wives ago, right? She's <laughs> done, done well in the fucking I always say I don't teach relationship master, I teach business master, right? Anyway. So my wife would go and she'd unplug all the fucking telephones in the house. And I'd be like, talking, oh, why is it like, hey, like, you're, so, you're so fucked up. I'm like, why is this not working, right? Yeah. All right, that's phase two. <laughs> then that transitions into phase three, which is where things start to go a little bit downhill. You get into the drool phase. We start to like talk and little drools coming out. You know, little babies drool, I drool. There's nothing wrong with drooling. Drooling can be respectable. You convince yourself of that, right? But that's starts to like you're going over the line you're like you know and you have to do something because you're going to fall asleep soon because space force unconsciousness now the key to success here is to intervene towards the middle of the slur phase with coke because you want to get an upper effect from you get it in other words not to just like a one-on-one when you're just like 20 percent through the slur phase and then a little more when you're about to enter the drool phase, you can kind of stay in that slur drooly phase for as long as possible. That was like the strategy. And then you would keep taking more pills and more pills and more fucking pills. Was that, was that the scene when, remember in the movie Wolf Wall Street? Or when you when were crawling, yeah. When you're crawling DiCaprio, that was you were No, a that was a cerebral palsy phase. What happened with that one is, is I, <laughs> no, I, I, that's when you, I found a new phase. It's a very rare phase. There's two phases that are like these sub phases that are typically very rare phases. You want to be getting canceled, right? I just said that, right? Okay. No, we're, listen, we, no, we're, we're good, here we're to good. protect you. Yeah, we're good. We're here, we're here to protect you. Listen, honestly, everyone knows me. And, you know, you know, I said, I, I am prejudiced. I, I am a prejudiced guy. I am. I am very racist. I'm against two races of people, lazy people and stupid people. Everyone else I fucking love. That's where my heart is at, okay? 100%. But there is a cerebral palsy phase, and I'll tell you what it is. It's when you take so much and you're like, you're fucking shaking. You're, you're like body fucking thoughts. In fact, Danny, the De- Jonah Hill character, was such, he would like have this disease almost with like coke and lose. He would get into the cerebral palsy phase. He'd be like, Ugh. we went snorted so much coke on the way from, we took off West 30th Street, Heliport, going to the Trump castle to land on the roof of the castle to gamble. By the time he got there, so much coke had been consumed, so many lose that Danny was like, and when he gets to the table to put his money down, they're like, I'm sorry, sir, you can't gamble. Like, my friend's got cereal palsy. Oh, so sorry, sir. Let him throw. He's like, thank you very much. That was fucking Danny. And by the way, Danny just got arrested for DUI. Recently? Two days days ago. Are you still tight with him? No, I don't really speak, but I I got like 20 people sent me this article from the Boca Raton. It was like, you know, the wolf of Boca Raton got picked up at DUI. uh, So that movie, that the movie was, was it a success for you? Did you get pretty good? Guys, listen, I'm endorsing. I love this guy. Free endorsement from me. There you go. Have you tried it yet? Yeah. You tried it once before. This This is his baby, so. Hmm. Oh, it sucks. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's good. It's good to drink. Happy. What's it called? Happy dad. Happy dad. I like that. Did you did you make off well with the movie or no? Did you did you because I saw a lawsuit or something? Did you file a lawsuit against? The, I did. So, yeah. so well, that's a different story. So I made they did well with the movie in the beginning, but it's not really what you make on a movie. It's what it does for you branding wise, right? And the movie became this ultimate cult hit. What I sued them for is because believe it or not, is the guys that financed the movie were the guys that stole all that money from Malaysia. They stole like three billion dollars. It was the biggest crime in history. The three billion dollar theft from the Malaysian sovereign wealth fund courtesy of Goldman Sachs. There's no great crime without Goldman Sachs having at least their finger in it, right? And um, it was this guy, Jolo and Reza Aziz. Um, and it was the, he was the prime minister's, grand, uh, prime minister's son. 
and they financed the movie. And then they all it turned out the money was all stolen. Then you know, one of them still on the lamb is uh, changed his face. Jolo changed his face. You could be Jolo, by the way. You're could not be. Jolo, are you? I could no, I don't think so. I don't think, you know, you don't think so, right? So Jolo uh, is on the lamb still. What happened was is the way it works is I ended up getting back the uh, rights to uh, docu series, which I'm going to be doing this year, um, probably with Netflix and um, also the Broadway show. Which is really cool, which I'll do at one point, you know, when uh, the time is right and Broadway opens up again, right? That'll be great, a musical for The Wolf of Wall Street. But they have the TV rights and I get a royalty. So I can't do the TV rights without them. Now, at this point, every network would bid for the TV rights to The Wolf of Wall Street, but they don't want to be involved at all because they want to make believe they this never happened. They're trying to hide. So they're trying to squash any usage of the rights. And when I sold them the rights, it was the anticipation that obviously that they would try to exploit the rights and so forth. And uh, so I'm suing them to get those rights back. Was it, was it, was the movie misleading at all? Like, What was the most misleading scene that you're like, that didn't happen. They, they made me look like a fucking asshole. Then when I punched my wife in the stomach, at the end, that never happened. In fact, like we actually, uh, when the movie came out, we then they called me first. Like, so I can't blame Leo. Like he, they asked me for permission to do it. Like Leo called and goes, "Listen, you know, you know, I want to do something. I think it's going to really, you know, make it dramatic and it's not great for you." He goes, but just you know, trust me, you you're going to come out looking great in the movie. And he was right. And uh, he goes, um, "But I, you know, punch your wife and punch you know your wife in the stomach, whatever, in a moment." And uh, and after I snorted all this coke and and all of that's fiction because what happened was, it, it, I got sober eighteen months prior to getting arrested. So like they had me like relapsing after I get arrested and going crazy and punching her. So the timeline's all off and I never punched her, right? So um, when the movie came out, my ex and I took the kids together to a private screening. We're like, listen, that never happened. This, you know, so we kind of told, so yeah, that was, that was, it didn't really bother me. It really didn't bother me actually because I knew it wasn't true, right? And my kids know it's not true. Um, there was a bunch of things that were like, m most of the stuff that wasn't true was mostly that it was, the timeline was off. Like they, a lot of things were collapsed. Like for example, at the end of the, of, of the um, movie, like they asked me to cooperate, which I did, right? And I was cooperating with the government, but they, I, but I wasn't against my friends and they want me to rat out my friend. And I slipped my, I refused to cooperate against my friend. I slipped my friend the note right? Don't incriminate yourself, right? So I was like, yeah, I'll cooperate against people, but not my 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 buddies, right? That was my mindset. Like, right. I'll give them, I'll tell them where the money is, I'll show them what happened, but I, you know, I didn't think I had to wire up against my one of my closest friends. So when, that, when I was faced with that moment, you can't say no, but I slipped him a note saying, don't incriminate yourself. And you guys were, you guys were like out to lunch or something? Yeah, and a dinner, and a dinner, like and they were outside in a van, and at the time, you know, interestingly, I was like, man, that makes me a, I'm a, I'm a stand up guy. It was the stupidest thing I ever did in my fucking life because yeah. I, because he turned me in. The guy who I tried to protect ended up turning me in and he gave the note to the, he got in trouble like six months later and he had saved the note and gave it to the FBI. And I almost did 30 years for that. Really? I got very wow. lucky. The FBI agent took my side. He's a crazy, we're friends today, the FBI agent and I, and he stopped them from breaking my agreement because I had a cooperation agreement. But like when it came to cooperating against my friends, I didn't cooperate. So they could have broke it because it was supposed to be for everyone. You can't pick and choose. I'll, I'll, do, I'll cooperate with him and not with him. You get it? So I had this sort of moral line. Like, well, I'll cooperate, but I'm not going to have to rat my friend out. And then I thought I was protecting my friend. And he fucking ratted me out. But it wasn't Danny. 
That's the point. So Danny got like the bad rap of that, but it was it had nothing to do with Danny. In the movie, Danny's the one Donnie rats me out, but in real life, it was just someone else. They just Danny sort of got like he was like the kitchen sink for all bad shit. God, Danny did it, you know. Right, right, right. How right, long right. does that last when you have to cooperate? Is there like a time span? Or is it just um, like a- up until you're sentenced. Okay. So once you're publicly sentenced, it's over. Yeah. So, so that, you're cooperating with the feds for 2000 till 2003, cooperating with the feds, right? And then um, you get sentenced, and that's it. Then you get credit for whatever you cooperated. So the problem was because I because I wouldn't cooperate against my friend, they could have broken the agreement. You get it? And that I mean I, I mean that would have cost me 30 years. It would have been a because we're always hanging around. Or Steve, you know Steve, our guy. Steve will do it. You know him. No, the guy that drinks a lot. I don't know if you've seen. Oh him. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's hanging out with six nine a lot now. So we, you know, you know what happened with him? How he cooperated with the government and stuff. When did he? like recently? So we, me and Bob have just been wondering if he's still like an FBI. I mean, informant. I mean, honestly, I could, we're doing a lot of I, fucked I, up you, shit. You, six nine's always around. I'm always looking over my Bob, shoulder. If, and shit, if, if like, you were cooperating with the government, I would have hang out with you every day. You know why? I'm not doing anything. Like I have the cleanest, like I can, I don't care who who's cooperating. Like, I don't care if I'm, if you're an undercover agent in the New York fucking times, I've never done since the day I, I left jail. I haven't done or said a thing. Yeah. That I don't give a, I, no, I, what I'm wondering it. is if something, if you get off completely off something where charges were like really heavy, where you're facing something like fucking life in prison. I mean, are you somewhat indebted to no. them for life? No, no, that's not the way the law works. No. Okay. Once you're, it's no. Once the once the uh, the judge sentences you on that date, it's just get, what what happens is you get what's called a five K letter, and a five K letter is like your final cooperation. And the the U.S. Attorney writes it saying, "This is what he did. This is how he helped us." Right, and that's why we believe his sentence should be reduced. Right, once that letter is written, your agreement is over, and if you did something the next day you're done this is it's over it's just it's a separate case so i mean this is the guy could be cooperating for something else but not because of what happened with that case it would just be for something else so you know cool but i you know i, I live my life and i would suggest you live yours in a way where like who cares who's cooperating because i don't just do anything right. like you know i don't yeah. care what i you know anyone says of I get threats. Oh, I'm gonna call him. Go call, call him. <laughs> like right. the fuck. Was, was jail fucked or? No, it wasn't that bad. Listen, I wasn't getting buck fucked by Bubba in jail. You know, I was in a minimum security prison camp. You know, it wasn't the worst place. No, but jail's jail. It sucked. But my bunkmate was Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. Oh, wow. Yeah. What a fucking sell that must have been. It was great, by the way. It was really hysterical. So I was, that's how I started writing. I'd tell Tommy stories at night, and he's just rolling on the floor. And then the third night, he's like, Dude, I, I thought you were making this shit up. My wife Googled you. It's all true. He goes, you got to write a book. I'm like, really? Like, I didn't think my life was that crazy because it's like, did you think when you was your life, you don't think your life is, he's like, you're like, I don't know, really? I think my life's interesting. Happens. It's like my life. I don't know if it's that interesting. It's, you know, it's, it's wild, but he's like, dude, I'm Tommy Chong. I think your life is fucking crazy. You got to write a book. So that's how I started writing. But wow. you know, other than that, jail was very, for me, I had it about as good as you can have it. Yeah. But jail sucks. I mean, it's just, it's still, I'm not going to, I don't want to glamorize it in the sense that I wasn't, I wasn't happy to be there, but I certainly made the most of it in the sense that I had, um, you know, I had people working for me in jail. Like, you know, you pay people to do your, to do, be a butler, a fucking cook, a, a valet, yeah. and it's not expensive in there. And you're helping everyone else out. But then you, again, you, you got to be rolling there like that. You got, I mean, you got money. So yeah, I mean, but like, what, doesn't just, you know, it doesn't take a, it doesn't take a lot of money to roll big in jail. Like if you have like 300 a month, you're rolling big in jail. 
it's not like you get it. It's not like that, you know. Um, and do you pay them was, like outside the jail or like inside? Like, does it go to you, their money outside the jail? There's multiple ways. You know, sometimes you do it by just giving them stamps in jail. You can have, you know, your friend, which is dangerous. Why Steve Madden got in trouble for this? Why? So Steve Madden did extra time in jail because I give some stupid thing like his assistant sent someone else in the jail money. You get it? And they got caught and he did an extra six, like so fucking stupid. Like he was being generous. Like some guy had no money. He's like, oh yeah, whatever. I'll give you a few hundred thousand. His assistant sends someone else money and he ended up doing six months extra. They, so they tack on a lot of time for the smallest shit. Small shit. You can do anything. They just tack on fucking yeah. six months. Well, I think with Steve's more like he didn't get, he didn't give him extra time. He didn't get extra time. He didn't get his deduction for good time and for going through what's called the drug program. It's something called RDAP, the Residential Drug Treatment Program. So what happens is when you go to jail and you're an ex-addict, you can say, well, I was, you know, um, doing what I did cause of drugs. So they'll let you go through a program they'll reduce your sentence by 18 months. So I got sentenced to four years and did only 22 months partially because of good time, good behavior, partially because of this RDAP program. Everybody goes through it, right? Everyone's suddenly a drug addict, right? I had no, I mean, I really was, right? But a lot of people just say, oh yeah, I'm a drug addict. They, they go through the program, we get time off. Um, when you but, when you went to jail, how, how much did you have going into jail? And then when you came out, how much were you left with? I had about a, maybe 500,000 to a million dollars going in and zero coming out. So you had to start fresh. Start fresh. And I was so fucking happy to start fresh. I got to tell you, it was, you know, Looking back at it, there was something amazing about starting over, you know, and it's, you know, and I, I probably wasn't thinking that at the moment, but looking back at it, you know, it was an amazing journey to go from zero to where I am today again. It was just incredible. And it was like, you know, like, uh, um, there was a lot of tough times early on. Like, for example, like shortly after I wrote the book, The Wolf of Wall Street, the global financial crisis hit. And like money became impossible to get. Like I was writing, the book became a huge success, my first book. And then I was writing a second book, which I'd already sold like a million bucks, maybe, uh, maybe 900,000. And then um, I was about to write a third book. And you suddenly the price fifty thousand dollars. Like every the money just dried up, mm -hmm. and like I had no money. What was your What was your highest net worth at one point? Oh, it's yeah, probably close to. I mean, if you take the stock of Steve Madden, in excess of a billion dollars. Yeah, because the Steve. When you look at Steve Madden, she's I owned eighty five percent at one point, and then fully diluted. Probably even after the offers, I own twenty five percent. It's worth six billion now. So I mean, hundreds and hundreds, if not bill, you know, billion dollars. That's fucking huge insane. money. Yeah, I went to jail for like a day, and it was fucking. It was enough. Well, enough that's to realize though. I don't want to. That's like not jail. That's that's <laughs> that, that's jail, not prison. Like, is it different? That's a local for what? DWI or what? Nah, we did like a fake secure. I did once. Oh, I remember that. I, I remember that thing. Right? What was yeah, that like? A you fake security prank. So we dressed up as like Paul Blart mall cops with the the things, the segways. Yeah. And then uh, I guess in Texas, in that county, it's not a law like really anywhere else. But in that county, it's uh, illegal to impersonate a security a security guard, not even a obviously a cop, but a security guard. It's illegal, so they saw the they saw what we did on the cameras and shit, and then they they had a warrant for my arrest. So wait a second, it's illegal to impersonate a security guard? Yeah, in, in Texas, I guess it's old. That's school, a fucking right? stretch. But so yeah, I went. I in can't there be a toy cop. Like, Interesting. Okay. Did they did they fuck with you, jail cop? 
What's good? Salim. Yeah. We got what's Salim. Up? What's up? This is our boy Salim. I thought it'd be good to bring him in too because he's Salim, got a lot of. What's up? We haven't gotten to the girl side of stuff, but this guy's got a lot of a lot of girl problems and shit. Oh, what's too, the problem? So. Let's hear. No, I don't have girl problems. How old were you when you lost your virginity? I was seventeen. I lost it to a girl that uh, I, I met her at Ralph's. Actually, like she was just outside. It was like a a dark skinned chick, and then I fucked her like the next day. It wasn't even that hard. Like, took her out to dinner. Sounds like half the village slut. Yeah. yeah, I like half fucked her. Explain I didn't, that. Explain that. Because I didn't, I didn't know how to have sex. I'm gonna be honest. So like, you fucked her belly button. I didn't even, half, half no, 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 I just did. I didn't bust, but I thought I did. And I was like, oh, this is all that everyone's talking about. I'm like, all right, that's it. I just took out the condom. She was like, she was. It was on like a mattress bed. Yeah, What's yeah. the wild? Is it too crazy? That's the wildest uh, wow. story. Wow. Yeah, what was your wildest story? Like, oh, just, I mean, with like girls and shit. Well, you know, I told the story once on Logan Paul's podcast. You guys, I don't know if you guys heard. There's a really, really extreme. It was just me being, you know, watching an insane situation unfold at my bachelor party. But I mean, I've been in, you know, listen, obviously, pretty much every situation sexually you can imagine. You know, you know, all crazy shit. Um, uh, anything you could see in Pornhub minus, you know, animals, but I've seen the animal stuff as well. But like, it used to be, here's the thing, you know, when I was growing up, you know, if you wanted to like see some porn, you had to like go get a Playboy and like you had it under your bed and you see like a little bit of bush and like, oh my God, you jerk off to it. It's like amazing, right? Now it's like for kids, like I want to see midget anime porn where they fuck a donkey from behind while two other girls are holding his donkey's balls. And like, oh yeah, it's 37 videos for that shit. It's like unbelievable. Every perversion, nothing is sacred anymore, right? So I think we've almost like been like desensitized to like what's normal. I think the internet, the internet and social media is making it more you're always looking at social media. You have a girl and then you're looking, you're like, you have a blonde and then you're seeing a hot brunette on Instagram. You're like, fuck, I want the brunette now. Like right. you're always comparing what you have to like what's out there. Cause Especially it's so Instagram, Cause Instagram is like all bullshit, like finest moments, right. artificially pumped up. <laughs> That's why I actually like TikTok better, by the way, because in- TikTok is a little bit more authentic. You see all people of shapes and sizes. Right. And also I'm sick of like on Instagram, seeing this, my friends, same shit again and again. Like I like the randomness of TikTok a lot better. You know, people think that someone's only dancing. It's not true. TikTok is it's not, everything yeah. these yeah. days. Yeah. It's like a short form YouTube more than anything. Right. I think, you know? Yeah. So, um, but I think, listen, I, I've done everything that you can imagine. You ever fucked a midget? <laughs> I ever fucked a midget? No, no. No, well, I wouldn't. You hesitated a little a bit there. No, no. The, you know, I'm thinking how a midget. Well, you know, <laughs> around, but yeah, you know, longer I, I hesitation. Fuck, I, I, I fucked with a midget, but I never fucked a midget. You know, <laughs> hey, huh? you really? We fucked with midgets. Let me fuck with them. We tossed them. You know, and all the shit. You know, <laughs> had them. I, I didn't. I wasn't there for the tossing. It's not true. But but we did have them walk around with sombreros and chips and dip and shit like that. And we, we fucked with them all bit. You know, but, you know, it's many years ago. I I I think that you know. Midgets of people too, you know. They deserve every <laughs> bit of respect. Like Donnie, you know Donnie, right? Donnie's fucking amazing. Yeah, hundred percent. Fucking wild, Donnie. Hundred percent. You know. Would you ever? Would you? How much would somebody have to pay you to like do a sex tape? Uh, what would be your number to, to release know. a sex tape? Hundred million for me. Hundred million. Really? really? With like face and everything. Hundred. Hundred. No. Wow. If somebody so offered you ten million dollars in cash and a briefcase, no. you really? No. I'm not gonna move my needle. Yeah, that would. Yeah. Hundred. Yeah. You would do it for ten. I would fucking do a sex tape for a million bucks cash. I wouldn't care. Really? Yeah, I, uh, I don't fun. know. I'd probably we could do probably, it for- I mean, I think I could get the funds for that. Brother, 
With who? Oh, who I, have the fuck? With who I, I have some finance. Oh, who, yeah. No, no. Who? who are you going to fuck, though, on the sex date? CJ um, Franco? No. <laughs> I mean, Franco would probably be down. Um, I mean, I think if, if I called Steve, we'll do it and we started raising you guys, money. I mean, I you guys give could... me a million bucks cash, I'll fucking make a sex date. Listen, right. if, they could, if they could actually raise all that money for fucking Bryce to fucking fight the other guy, I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. And they didn't even get any of the money. So. Right. And, and I'll make it good, too. Yeah. I'll, like, create a scene and shit. Like, I'll play What's the ways with that whole thing? Do they still not get paid, those guys? Yeah, I... I from what I know, yeah. They offered us like a million and a half to host that event, but we didn't do it. But I'm glad we didn't do it because we probably wouldn't have got the money. Yeah, yeah, was a, for sure. Regret we had. I haven't. I don't know what happened with that, but yeah, I think yeah. they just got robbed. So nobody got paid. That's what nope. I heard. But who knows? Who knows what's going James on? James Harden was pissed. At that. Yeah, that's crazy. How does that happen? Harden and Harden was mad at somebody for fucking not getting. I think paid. it's amazing. I have a tremendous a respect for Logan Paul for what he's pulled off with that whole thing. I like him. Because, like, uh, he lost all his fights. Like, it's amazing. Like, to me, that's resiliency. You know, it really is. I I, I, I respect for him. Uh, and everyone said, like, there's no way he lasts around. Yeah. Like, well, that was, that's an well, accomplishment. Not, everyone not. said it, though. Every fight yeah, expert. But that's, yeah, but that, that to me is not why I respect him. Because, like, that was obviously staged, that whole thing. No, I don't. Tab on. You well, think I, it was I staged? Think, I think this. This is what I think. Logan I, I don't and Mayweather know. I don't know. I don't know, Listen, I think one. it was I think it was staged to a point where they didn't want him to fall, but that motherfucker took some hits. Like he got he Mayweather connected hard. And oh yeah, did Mayweather you, beat the shit out of him, but he didn't get knocked out. So, did you? What do you mean? You think it was staged? Why do you think that? Um, do you have inside I, I information? Per, I, it was number one. It was it was an exhibition match. It wasn't right. a, it wasn't a, a professional staged fight. So to say that it was staged wouldn't be the end of the world. I don't mean that in a derogatory way at no, all. I, know, yeah. I, I didn't mean it to, to belittle what they did. What I'm saying is I don't think the purpose of that fight was for Mayweather to knock out Logan Paul. The purpose was to entertain people and right. set up the next fight. And I don't right. think it was in their interest to for him to knock and beat the shit out. Of, I, I think he could add a, a, literally beat the living crap out of Logan yeah, Paul and knock fight, him so out in one a, round. Yeah. He's a professional, one of the greatest fighters of all time, and Logan Paul couldn't be KSI. So you think okay? Mayweather held back on purpose? Of course he did. Yeah, definitely. 20-second fights to, don't to what To what benefit to him, though? Because it was, yeah, what, who's going to want to see that thing? And it's, and but people already bought it at that point. Yeah, no, they're, but they're, the, about the next fight. About the next one. And the for next Mayweather one. and Logan again? Or well, just Mayweather and the next... Listen, number one, okay? Mayweather is there for a paycheck. He unabashedly said, you guys are so fucking stupid. This is highway robbery without a gun. You know what he said? Yeah. He was unabashedly like it's all a cash grab. So someone that has that mindset, and not even nothing against the guy, that that's what he's publicly stated, right? Yeah. His motivation here is not to hurt Logan Paul or knock Logan Paul out. It His, looked like he was, it, it was fucking the, trying to hurt him, though. Yeah, it did. He was the guy fucking, was the number one fighter in the world. You tell me a number he's one also fighter. One, he's he also 145, though. If Mayweather wanted to Logan's step like on him, he would have fucking murdered yeah. him. I, just, hit him, I he disagree. He hit him one point. He hit him at one point and held him up. I think Mayweather tried his best. Who knows? Who knows? Big. All I can yeah. say is that I, I would be very surprised, okay, if, it was actually, if, yeah. that, if that fight Let's just say that if Mayweather's paycheck was dependent on him knocking Logan Paul out in the first round, Logan Paul wouldn't go around. Nothing against Logan Paul. He's a, I mean, the guy's the fucking number one fire in the world. Okay? And there'd be, there'd be a mean, lot less on. buyers, too. Don't I would get in the, in the wrangler roll Logan Paul. He'd fucking knock me out. He's, yeah. he's working. I'm not, nothing against Logan. The guy, I mean, Logan's very talented to do what he's doing and to hold his own like that. We're talking to the guy who's the best, one of the best buyers in. History. What does that? What would that say? I think the dumbest thing I ever heard was I think his brother saying he'll get in the ring with Mike Tyson. Yeah, good luck. I, I mean, think it was McGregor. I don't think they've called it Tyson. Even, still, no, even better though. No, he said Tyson. Friends with Tyson. 
No, he said something. Was didn't didn't Jake Paul say that he'd get into that? He thinks that he could beat Tyson. No, I mean, Can- I don't know. They're, I know they're shooting their shots. Yeah, it, it was Canelo. Canelo. But I'm it's not. working. Jordan, it's working. Their whole thing's working. People, yeah. But the thing really is, it's, if, if Mayweather knocks out Paul in 10 seconds, this is, we're not going to believe the sport as much. This we're goes gonna, well, back, we're, to, no, like, we're not, go back to my original statement. A lot. I would Mayweather get respect for what Logan Paul accomplished is my point. Like, my point is, like, I'm not, I don't mean this to be derogatory. I think it's amazing. No, I'm giving Logan more respect. Exactly. Because, like, he took something and made it into entertainment and engaging yeah. and he got paid for it and people don't hate him as a result that's a huge victory versus if you look what these other guys did it was a fucking disaster the whole social gloves thing was like a disaster oh they swung him it's, it's just it's, right so you have to say they i look at logan say they did it right and he enhanced his brand so i think that's a huge win for him i love yeah. him i think he's a stand-up dude me too i think he's a great he's guy exactly man. i like him. a good dude exactly you know i just think that you know mayweather's you know you know, it's a professional fighter like that, and my just my, my opinion. Do you yeah. find it annoying when you see all the Jake Paul like, like just getting into people's faces and like just all that? Like, not my. It's not. It's not something I personally like. Um, but I have nothing against Jake. You know, what I'm saying yeah. I, I don't know Jake well. I know Logan a lot better. I I, I don't like. I wouldn't want that to be my brand. I, I wouldn't like to live that way. Like that. That's not how I want yeah, my brand. Just, I don't like it. It's like a little to me. It's not. But you know, he's chosen. I think. Listen, you have to look at some of what they do. Is very much like WWE professional course, wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And he's just playing a role. And yeah. you know, you know. So I have to believe he steals the guy's hat. It's got. It's just a strategy, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I like. I think I it's look, helping. I think it's helping Dana a lot, and he knows it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I look at one I of them and say so. which brand do I like better, I, Dana knows I like Logan's helping. brand a lot better than Jake's. But I don't know who's making more money. I would guess Logan is. I don't. I don't know. Though. I'd say the other way. I think Jake's probably making more money. But really? I, don't I, I like Logan's more of like a stand-up, classier brand. Yeah, Logan's exactly. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know what. I, I don't know the particulars. I do know there was some issues with some coins being promoted and stuff like that, which I think could be problematic. Right. But I, you know. Yeah. I don't wish anything bad on either of those guys. You know, they're good kids. You know, they just sometimes people do stuff that. You yeah, know. I don't think people realize what they're doing with that with the coins. People That's what it is because everyone's doing it. Yeah, like that phase K. You know, phase. Oh, is this where you were got, talking about your Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, I posted something about it too. But you yeah, know, you know, it's, yeah, I, I just I promise you, they're gonna get fucked. Yes. Yeah. This is not. They're not gonna get away with it's that. Too easy. It's like I can just make it, money it's just, just doing it. And you know what? Yeah. Like, I really pay, here's the thing. I was like, I go into these rooms like a Discord room or a Telegram. Like, you know, you, you guys can't say this stuff. You can't say this. You have to whisper it. Like what I was doing when I was doing, we were like we would meet like a place. Like what? We're all gonna we'd sell. Sweep, Let's all sell. We'd yeah. sweep for bugs. Crazy, no, we would sweep. We'd meet in a place. <laughs> we'd <laughs> sweep. We would change rooms at the last second. Sweep the room for fucking bugs, and then say. These guys are out there. Yeah, we're all gonna fucking pump it up. And let's. I mean, let's get everyone. It's crazy. And you guys call me paranoid. You know, it's really fucked up. I had one thing happen where I, where I, some some company paid me on cameo, right, a few thousand bucks to uh like say it was like a, it was a crypto thing, but it was like to promote their sales. Like, hey, great great job, Salesforce, kick some ass, and like somehow they edited it and made it seem like I was promoting the coin, and they put it on TikTok. I went. Fucking nuts! TikTok took it right down. Thank yeah. God. But like, if, you know, it's like so you're saying steer clear to anybody that steer steer the fuck clear. Well, listen, if you believe in a coin and you want to promote that coin, that's okay. But you better not be selling while the yeah, people but are buying. But also too though, what things get. 
bought and sold very quickly, don't they? In 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 this space and in the other spaces, just so don't don't buy something with the intention of the, just right. If you it's one thing yeah. to promote something, you then you're listen. I'm very heavily into into the stock market and venture capital. I own stakes in a lot of public companies, right? And I some I go out there and sometimes I'll talk about those companies, and I'll say I own stock in this company. I can assure you that from the time I promote something. It's going to be at least a six months to a year before I'd ever consider selling it. You, you understand? Like, you'll never get, there's nothing wrong with going out and saying, I own this stock or I own this coin. I think it's going up for these reasons. There's no guarantees. Do your own research. As long as you don't then go in the next day, sell your shit while they're all buying based on what right. you said. So nothing wrong with promoting, okay? You just can't be selling while they're buying. But it is a fast world, though, too. Things move quickly and sometimes, you know, not to defend those guys, but. You know. No, but they're literally doing yeah, it. Yeah, so if you do it once, do they sell it. Oh right, wow, right? things were move quickly. I made a decision. Yeah, if you Twice, do it, yeah, 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 there you yeah, go. It's back, back to your point. It's a pattern. It's a pattern. You know, and you're buying a stock because you like believe in the company. Their goal is to literally, okay, let's all just promote Correct. this mm-hmm. it's for crazy. as long as we can. Yeah. Let's hold it until we get all the idiots to buy exactly, and then, we'll sell. and then we sell. I mean, I think a lot of people are just ignorant to it. They're just doing it because they see everyone else doing it. So like, oh, this yeah, is fine. Sure. Like, but no one really realizes. Wait, wait, wait. I got offered them. It was a time I was getting them once. A day, it's twice a day. I, I held a milf coin. A milf coin. Milf. Thanks, bud. You're going to. Do you get offered milf coin? Yeah, the guy came to our office and shit too, and wanted to give us tokens and stuff. And I was milf just like, <laughs> like there was some utility to behind that. Like it was based off the NFTs, and like every uh, week you get a new F- NFT. The longer you hold the token, so like I'm not saying that one was bad, but it's just I don't know. Yeah. It just didn't make sense to do it. Like, yeah, you know, I um again, I think that the key to this whole thing is you gotta be a long-term investor in the things you're promoting. Mm-hmm. That's what people always get in trouble is they try to get in and get out while they're promoting. And, and I made that mistake when I was young, so I know all about it, you know, and it's, it's very easy to get caught up in that stuff. But even then, I wasn't, it was very different what I was doing. It was very, very different. This is just pure, as you said, it's pure, unadulterated. Let's get together, pump something up and sell them a little ball. It's like, it's like that. And they don't even try to hide it. Mm-hmm. That's the shocking part. Like, right. guys, you should like be, saying things like we really believe this we're never going to sell like you should be saying things that like you need to be like have at least some plausible deniability in a cover story they don't even even try to invent the cover story these people they just manipulate shit pump it dump it and say oh there's no one saying so it's legal wrong a lot of them stopped learning lesson here on the coin right shh well, they they stay. They what they call it the rug pull. I mean, these things are like. I mean, I can't even believe they say these things. Oh, it's another rug pull. Oops. Oh well, 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 well. Like yeah, tell that to the U.S. Attorney. You know. Should, <laughs> should we do? Uh, should we do golf? Golf. Time for golf. golf. Let's play. Let's go play a little golf. What's your What's your handicap? I can same thing as you. I think I'm like, I could shoot like mid eighties or low nineties. I don't know what the fuck that is. I want to talk to you about this new coin that we're developing. I did, golf course I did lose. No, I, I, I. One thing to full disclosure, I've lost. Somehow, I think someone's stealing my fucking clubs and like selling them for collector's items. I'm down a seven iron, a, a lob wedge, and a fucking four. I'll, pl- I'll play you with fucking three clubs, Jordan. Bob, you know. Bob never brings clubs anywhere he fucking goes. Uh, never, okay. This guy rents clubs. Tin cup. You can play with a seven iron? I just like to just go. Just a seven iron? I got that I'm missing my fucking seven iron. We're gonna, we're gonna, we'll have a fun. We won't, we won't involve money. We'll have a fun, like, prop bet gambling game. Let's go. So I'm we'll ready. think of something, a prop bet that'll be fucking I'm fun. I'm ready. I'm ready. We'll get it done. Jordan, you're the man. Love yeah. you guys. Thanks for coming on, bro. I really My appreciate pleasure. it. My pleasure. That was fucking, that was cool. Appreciate it. Good, good. All right. Sweet, yeah. sweet.